looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Hello, I'm your host, Andrew Frazier, and excited to be back with you one more time. Um, as you know, each week we have some great guests and we have a great topic. And, you know, I'm excited about just bringing valuable information and content and learning and education to you every week. So whether you're tuned in live today or you're seeing the recording, um, you know, we hope that you get as much as possible out of it. So tonight our topic is feed forward strategies to improve performance. Now, um, many of you may be wondering, well, exactly what is feed forward, forward strategies? And um, we're going to let our guest um, share a little bit about that, share a little bit about her experience and expertise. Um, and today's guest is Veronica Matthews, um, and we're excited to have her. Um, she's doing great space as a coach and consultant, and um, let's hear it for Jennifer Matthews. How are you doing, Jennifer? Welcome. Oh, I'm good, Veronica. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's Excellent. a pleasure to be here. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for joining us as well. Um, where are you joining us from? I am in District Heights, Maryland, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, you know, a little bit south, but um, it's all good. Um, so, you know, before we get started, um, you know, we've had a chance to chat. I know a little bit about you, um, but the audience probably doesn't. So, I would give you a little bit of time to introduce yourself, um, talk a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are. Well, thank you so much. So uh, again, I am Veronica Matthews. I am founder and chief leadership coach of VLM Coaching and Consulting. And I came to my own business through the human resources profession, where I was a started off in HRIS and moved into recruiting and finally into the generalist and leadership space. And I've been a human resources leader since 2000. And 
there were aspects of what I did that I really enjoyed. And then there were other aspects I didn't. I didn't like recruiting, but I loved people development and particular leadership development. And one of the things I found was that many of the leaders that I encountered were not really exercising effective leadership strategies. And that led me into the coaching space. And so as a coach and as a leader, I use a combination of training and coaching in order to help leaders really realize their full leadership capacity. And then in and to that degree, also help them with one of the top, the, the, our topic of today, which is feedback and feed forward, really help them hone their leadership skills so that they can reduce turnover, increase employee engagement, increase productivity and effectiveness, not only of themselves, but also for their team, and which has a, a positive result on the organization. And I would be remiss in defining feed forward if I didn't first define feedback. Now feedback, and, and these are my definitions, not necessarily Webster's definitions or anything, but I define feedback as information. All it is is information. It is information that helps a person understand how they have performed in the past that then gives them insight into what challenges, what struggles, what, what things to do to improve their performance. And the feed forward was a concept that was created initially in the behavioral science environment, and it was coined by Peter Dalrick. Then Marshall Goldsmith, a wonderful coach, picked it up and said, hmm, how about we use feed forward as information to go to help a person really improve themselves to go to the next level, be future forward? Because Marshall's a coach, coaches look towards the future and, and professional development. He, he said that it would be the idea behind using information to help a person go to the next level. And so the, in my opinion, there is no feedback versus feed forward. They go together. And my role as a coach and consultant is to really help the leaders that I encounter to be first comfortable with having feedback conversations and then to help their team and help their employees be able to develop the strategies that are necessary to be able to go to the next level. And for our conversation today, because we have entrepreneurs, we have solopreneurs that are tuning in from a business perspective, whether you are a business owner or whether you're a solopreneur, these strategies will be effective as well. And a solopreneur is going to develop those strategies through having people around them. And then the business owner will be able to use their employees to be able to accomplish the feed forward strategies. Excellent. So we're going to be talking about the future, um, which is always key. Uh, I always say planning to fail is failing to plan. And really when you're talking about the future, you're, you're talking about planning, but um, not just planning, preparing your team for the future. Um, which is which is really great. Um, so now, a lot of times we've heard about performance management. Um, how is feed forward different than that, or is it the same thing? Hmm. 
Very good. So there are topics like performance management, there's performance enablement. So performance management, many people say is an old term that really just is your monitoring performance. Performance enablement is a more common term that's used today to be able to enable a person to be able to be their best self and to perform at a higher level. Feed forward is a part of a performance enablement strategy because again, it goes hand in hand with feedback and feed forward really helps a person to, helps the leader to be able to give the feedback to their team members in order to be able to enable the best performance. So this is what went well, basically a debrief. This is what went well. This is what I believe would help you. Uh, this is maybe something you should tweak going forward. The, the feed forward then is, okay, do you have any ideas on how you can accomplish this? And if, you, if the person does it, then the leader then steps in to say, well, these are some of my thoughts. How about we co-create a strategy that will help get you to the next level? So feed forward is a part of an effective performance enablement strategy. Okay, excellent. So, um, you know, definitely having feed forward seems key because, you know, many times in organizations, I'm sure you've seen it and everybody's seen it. You know, you're working at a company, but you don't really know where you stand. You know, you don't know whether, really know whether your boss is happy with what you're doing or not happy. And you don't really know going forward um, what you need to do to make them happier with what you're doing. Uh, I don't know if you find that and, you know, how can that be address because a lot of times that is supervisor management um, responsibility that they may not really do because they're not prepared or knowledge enough to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. Since I come from a human resources background, one of my mantras has always been no surprises. And when a person doesn't know where they stand, and they hear for the first time at their performance review that they didn't quite meet the mark, that is foul on the plate as far as I'm concerned. And my role as a coach in helping organizations build successful leaders that then have an impact on the organization is to help people understand the importance of having regular conversations about performance. And that includes the combination of feedback and feed forward. And how we overcome that is many people oftentimes, many leaders oftentimes don't give feedback because they're not comfortable with it. It's not that they don't want to have the conversation. They don't want to have the conversation because they're not sure how is the person going to react? What am I going to say? I don't want to lose them as a, a cow. I don't want to lose them as an employee. I don't want to say anything that would offend them. And so they, they rather not say anything at all versus ripping the bandaid off and having the conversation. And how we overcome that is through the, the coaching and really helping them understand that it's not about you. 
It is really about the person that you're intended to help. And what you do is you get specific information. You don't go from conjecture or from what you think happened. You go from facts. You go from actual examples. You lay out the the positive and the developmental. You iron that out first. And then you come with the here's what was positive, here's what, what could be changed, and this is how it can be changed and improved. And then once you prepare yourself for the conversation and you actually do some practice, whether it's practicing in a mirror, practicing with a family member that doesn't know the person, uh, and then really getting comfortable with saying the words then you actually have the conversation with the person and you say what you have to say, but you also ask questions because you want them in on the conversation as well. And once you invite them into the conversation and let them know that this is for your good, that I'm sharing this with the hopes that you learn from this information because I think there's two things that happen. Either you win or you learn, you don't lose. And when we help people understand that it's a win or learn opportunity, and this is an opportunity for you to learn, for you to grow, for you to develop, then that makes it much more, a little easier to have the conversation. And then when you actually have the conversation, don't just have the conversation once. Get in a regular routine of building a culture of feedback with you and your team members. And that takes place a lot of times with the one-on-ones and the one-to-one conversations that the leaders can have with their employees. That is where the gold is. That's where the relationships are built. That is where the relationships are fostered. That is where they feel comfortable sharing with you and you with them what the real truth of the matter is. And so when you, in order to overcome those surprises and those fouls on the play, there has to be at regular activity and regular practice of having those feedback conversations. Okay, no, great. I mean, definitely, you know, talking about one-on-ones, generally people say that, you know, you celebrate or, you know, talk good about someone people, your employees in a group, Um, but definitely bad news needs to be delivered one-on-one. So Mm -hmm. very key, very key. So now you're talking about this feedback. Um, How often should it be given? And um, does that mean written? Does that mean just talking? You know, what, you know, if I'm a manager or a business owner, you know, what, type of feedback program should I think about uh, putting together? That's a good question. And uh, I don't, sometimes people will argue with me that uh, there is a time where there's too much performance information that's given. And I would say, do you breathe every day? Do you eat every day? Do you Uh, you know, hopefully shower every day? Yes. And so if the answer is yes to those questions, there's always an opportunity for a person to get better. And the only way that they're going to get better is if they know where their challenges are. And then they also have a strategy for being able to get better. And so when it comes time to the one-on-ones or the feedback conversations, I would say 
dependent upon the team size, right? So if a leader has a team of 30 direct reports, it's really not feasible for that person to meet with each, all 30 people every week. They wouldn't get anything else done. <laughs> so whatever cadence is set up for those conversations that they should have, have a minimum of once a month and if the the team size is smaller, then it can be weekly. And in those conversations, you're talking about a little bit of everything. You know, how are things going? How are you going on a project? But also, what are you interested in doing? How are you interested in growing? That's the feed forward. The feedback then becomes. Uh, if you're struggling with something, what is the support that you need? How do you verbalize that? How can you let me know as a, as a manager, as a leader, as a business owner, what are the resources, the tools, the strategies that I can support you with so that you can be successful? Because my success is built upon your success. And if you are successful, then I am as well as a business owner, as a leader, as a manager. And, and so the frequency of the feedback and feed forward conversations is really going to depend upon how that person is performing. Because really, uh, high performers, they eat feedback like, like it's breakfast. Every single opportunity they have to know where they stand and how they can get better they're interested in it, they're all in for it. The individuals that are a little lackluster about receiving feedback, then you wanna taper it, tailor it to the, the need and how they're performing in the project. And so if they need a little bit more support, then it's time to give them a little bit more feedback until they get comfortable. And I think that is the, the challenge is to ask for feedback and receive feedback so much that the emotional sting, you're, you're preparing yourself or you're making yourself more resilient to the emotional sting. So really you're just getting the gold from the information. You're not phased by, you, you know that you're your self-esteem is not taking a hit. And even if it does take a hit for a small spell, you know, you can bounce back because you've been there before. And so the the feedback frequency really should depend upon, you know, the, the leader's ability, the leader's time, and the the person's performance. And again, high performers really want it. They want it a lot. And then when you encounter individuals that don't necessarily want it a lot, uh, if they're struggling, then they actually need it. And the more that you can help them get comfortable with feedback, then the, the easier it is going to be for them to receive it and actually grow to enjoy it and like it and, and know that it helps them. Okay. Okay, great. So, um, you know, you talked about doing it often. And, um, you know, you also talked earlier about um, really focusing on facts, uh, because a lot of times, you know, um, many times, you know, bosses sort of have a feeling about you as opposed to having, you know, objective information. Um, so, um, you know, so, um, you know, I would say, given that, um, what type of facts would be appropriate? You know, what are some example of 
facts that you could use um, when you're talking to an employee. Yeah. So leaders can and business owners can use the projects that they're working on. So, for example, maybe a person delivered a fantastic project, but it was delayed. It had challenges that are, were within their control to mitigate and then maybe it's a time management issue. And so the, the feedback, the specific examples was, thank you so much for delivering that project. I do have to share that I'm a little disappointed that it wasn't on the expected schedule. What happened? What can we do to prevent this from happening in the future? And then when the person comes up with, uh, you know, oh, man, I, I ran out of time or maybe I ran into a situation of not being able to get some information from someone or whatever the case may be, then you can say, well, you know, the our lines of communication, really, I'm here to support you. And I really do want you to come to me when you have those challenges. And this is what we're going to do in the future. And then the feed forward then is you know, if you can work on this time management issue and ensure that all of your projects are delivered on schedule, you actually can be uh, assigned more aggressive projects because I know you have the capability for it and this is how you can get there. And so uh, the, the specific examples come in, what is the situation? What happened in the situation? Whom else can you get input from that happened. And then when you're getting that input from others, it is important to remember that to separate the emotion from the facts. And so it's almost like a fact-finding mission of and when you're when you're getting the feedback from others that are involved in the project. And then and so deliverables, projects, um, the presentations, reports, all of those are actual factual things that happen that exist where you have tangible evidence. When you don't have tangible evidence, maybe it's a situation of a human resources person that, uh, you know, is a, a business partner that's responsible for supporting their business unit and your it's not necessarily an actual deliverable that they're working with. Where do you, what information do you use there? Then in many cases, it is their ability to influence and work with others. And so that's a little bit of the perception and it's a little bit of the actual results, right? Because if the perception from the person that they're supporting is that eh, this person really is not vested or they're not actually understanding my business need in order to be able to provide me solutions, then it's a matter of what is that person's knowledge about the business unit and what their uh, KPIs are and their OKRs are and, and whatever is needed, what, what their deliverables are for the business. And so that is something that's measurable. And, you know, it asks the person what they know about it. And so that's part of the, the feedback and the information that is used in order to help provide them the support that they need. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, earlier, you talked about mutual dependence, um, you know, definitely in business, um, you know, everybody 
is dependent on some every someone else in the organization and maybe everyone else in the organization especially if it's a smaller business um so you know that's very key um so you know a lot of times people are the key to the success of your organization especially the smaller you are um even the impact of one or two people um, in leaving, either not being motivated um, or whatever, um, can have very big effects on your organization. Um, so, you know, one of the things I talk to people about is being, being you know, as a business owner, you got to be proactive, you got to be creative, and you got to be flexible because, you know, many times you can't pay people um, what other companies may be able to pay them. Um, so given that situation, um, what would you say small business owners um, can do to be able to create an environment where they can keep and attract the best people, even though um, their compensation can't be in line with other opportunities that they have? Great question, you know, because as uh, an entrepreneur transitions from a solopreneur into a business owner and starts to employ people, uh, that is a huge impact to their their revenue, you know, kind of um, their expenses and increasing their expenses. And so if they're not able to you know, have the top of the line salaries to attract people, then that's where their company culture is really important. So and a business owner will then hope has already identified i know that they wouldn't be where they are if they had not identified their mission their vision and their values and so when you hire people that are aligned with your mission vision and values they're bought in they're sold out they're in often and particularly if their purpose is aligned with the work that you're doing. They're oftentimes willing to forgo the luxury and the higher salary because the work they're doing is meaningful. When you can engage your employees on the work that they do, the impact that it has to your business, the value that they provide, then you are able to actually retain and attract very quality people because again they're aligned with your they're they're bought in they're sold out to what you're trying to do in the world and the difference that you want to make and then once they're they're connected to that they have a sense of belonging maybe they admire you as a business owner and they're maybe gleaning from you and they want to do that in the future and so if you can provide that opportunity of the culture the culture is one where feedback is is not a dirty word where there is fun where there is purpose where there is mission where there is the hard work but also the opportunity to play or the opportunity for a flexible environment so all of the, the those non-tangibles are very great benefits to be able to offer so if you can offer that flexible work schedule if you can offer them the opportunity for uh, early out on a friday right finish work at noon 
if you can offer them the opportunity to maybe use some of their time to volunteer, if you can offer them the opportunity to fulfill their purpose and, and their value with the work that they're doing, then they you can attract and retain high quality people. Okay, excellent, excellent. So yeah, definitely those are key strategies because you know, as a small business owner, that's something you face all the time. And many times you're so busy that you don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being reminded and, um, you know, understanding, you know, from the start, um, you know, the better you prepare and motivate your people, the more successful you're going to be and the more successful they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my book, Running Your Small Business Like a Pro, one of the chapters is, is it me or are my employees crazy? And, um, you know, basically, um, it is your responsibility to develop your team and bring in the right people. So if you're not happy with your people and your time, you're the only one that has the ability to make that change. So it's a little bit of hard love, but, um, but you know, if you're seeing that um, there's issues with people, it's important to look at the person in the mirror first and try and figure out what's going on and maybe get a coach um, or training uh, because it's very important to be able to get that right. So so we're about halfway through and we've covered a whole bunch of stuff and we've got a whole bunch more to cover. So uh, Veronica, this has been great. Uh, I'm going to take a break for a little bit of a commercial about the Small Business Pro University because we do this through the university and um, really excited about things that we're doing with the university and also um, launching the Small Business Pro Network. Do you own your business or does it own you? Is your business growing and are you making enough money? As a business owner, there are so many things you need to know to become more successful. Hello. My name is Andrew Frazier, the Business Growth Pro and CFO. I created the Small Business Pro University for you. Small Business Pro University has self-paced, dynamic, multimedia learning experiences created by more than 20 instructors who are business owners just like you. Small Business Pro University will empower you to become a masterpreneur by learning the secrets to creating a successful enterprise to go from working in your business to working on your business. Take advantage of our strategic coaching program or just simply choose the courses that you need. At www.sbprou.com, we will empower you to thrive and not just survive and make more money in any business environment. Great. Welcome back. Um, One other thing with the SB Pro University is um, we created the Small Business Pro Network um, and we invite you to join. Um, it's where entrepreneurs go to learn, collaborate, and grow. You know, we're creating um, the you know the ultimate ecosystem for entrepreneurs and business owners with revenues of um, five million dollars and below. So, um, what do you get, or what's it all about? Um, really, it's about learning, about collaborating, and about growing. 
Um, nobody is successful on their own and um, being able to connect with the right people, build the right relationships, learn the right things and have access to the right resources. So invite you to join the Small Business Pro University um, and you know, check out the Small Business Pro University website as well as join the Small Business Pro Network. So um, there's no cost um, to come check it out, at least at this time while we're launching and pre-launching. So join now because it'll be forever free. And after the initial period, um, everyone else joining is going to have to pay. Currently, we have over 200 members and growing. So join us. We're doing great things. All right. Thanks for taking you know, just a quick commercial, but let me bring Veronica back. Hey, Veronica. Hey. Um, you know, we've talked about some key things. Um, you know, we've got entrepreneurs and business owners, but we also have people who may report to other people and work for people, um, whether it's a large or small organization. And what are ways that you can handle situations where you're not getting the feedback that you need? Um, what sort of things can you do? Um, because, you know, it's a two-way street and um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you only get what you ask for. Um, so talk a little bit about that. You know, it can be a delicate situation mm -hmm. given the relationship, but you know, what are some strategies around? Yeah, good question. And so before I dive in and answer that, I want you to just speak a little bit to the solopreneur. And so we know we have the solopreneur that's working individually in their business. And while they may be working with some consultants to do some of their work or, or to, uh, to outsource some of their work, they don't necessarily have other employees around them to give them feedback. And so my support for, entrepreneur, for solopreneurs is to build your kind of board of directors. And so these are the people around you that the only way they get into the club is if they are honest with you and are able to give you good feedback and also feed forward strategy. So who are those people? One is a mentor. The mentor is going to be the person that you admire, that you like how they operate their business, they're where you want to be, and you're learning and gleaning from them. And they can give you from their perspective how they've done it. Then when you go back to them and share with them how you've done it, they can give you the feedback and the feed forward that you need. You also want to have a coach. And so I'm not a business coach, but I am a leadership coach. I'm an executive coach. And so I can help with the, the leadership aspect of leading your life and leading your business. Uh, then you also want to have peers. These are your business besties. These are the people that are in business with you. Maybe they do the same thing. Maybe they're referral partners, but they can actually help support you that if you run something by them of how you handled something, they can give you feedback and potentially feed forward as well. You also want to have those friends in your corner and that they're the people that are supporting you along the way. And then accountability partners are 
very important as well. Those accountability partners hold your feet to the fire and can give you the support that you need and some feedback and feed forward to put to continue to keep you focused, eyes on the prize. And then we all need a sponsor. That sponsor is that person that is going to mention your names in rooms that you are not in. So even though you might be working independently in your business, you can ne- you should never be alone if you have those people in your corner. Now, shifting to the employee that is not getting the feedback that they need or that they, they, they desire, it is a matter of communicating. And so don't just pack up your, your, your toys and go to another company and, you know, just call it a day. Try it out first. Have a conversation with your leader that says, I, one of the things I know about myself is that I'm ambitious. I want information. Feedback from me is what helps me get to the next level. And I am not necessarily sure that you are aware of that. And if you are, let me tell you that this is what I want. I I want the opportunity to have one-on-one conversations with you where I share with you how I'm doing and you share with me how I'm doing. And because if we are able to have that level of relationship, then I can tell you even, you know, some feedback and that can help you get to the next level. And so if I do want that, and so I want that feedback because I think it's it's definitely helpful for me. It helps me know where I stand. It helps me know where I need to grow. It helps me know what I'm doing well, you know, because feedback is not always the upper, the, the conversation of this is what you're not doing well. It's also the attaboy. It's the congratulations. It's job well done in addition to developmental opportunities. And so individual, I think everyone deserves, every employee deserves, wants, needs the the feedback and feed forward information from their leaders. So if they're not getting it, then the conversation around uh, the, I want you to feel comfortable leader giving me developmental feedback because I'm not glass, I'm not gonna break, I'm not gonna cut you out, I'm not gonna, pack up and, and leave the organization. I want to grow. I want to be, I want to be here for the long term. And the only way that I can grow is if I get that feedback. So after you have that conversation, if things don't change, remind them. You know, um, I had the we had the conversation about two weeks ago about my desire to get feedback. I haven't seen any change and I just wanted to let you know what do you need from me? to that and so the you can go into coach mode there what do you need from me to feel comfortable in giving me the feedback that that i desire and then if it still doesn't change then you know you know the old adage is true people don't leave organizations they leave bad leaders and so that's just a leader that's not comfortable with feedback and probably won't be in their position for very long okay all right um I heard that saying a little differently. Um, people don't leave organizations, they leave people. So it may not necessarily be your boss, it may be your coworkers or other people, but um, you know, the relationship aspect is key in making people um, comfortable 
Yeah, I really like that you talked about coaching and leadership coaching. Um, that's one of the reasons I created this show, Leadership Live at 805 Talking Small Business, because at the end of the day, your business can only go as far as you're prepared to take. Um, so that's, you know, otherwise you get stuck. And really, at the end of the day, you need to lead your organization. You need to run your organization rather than having your organization run you. So what we talk about in these sessions is keys to understanding how to run your organization. You should be um, implementing things and um, being proactive as opposed to reacting to stuff. So, um, so you know, this is this is great. You know, I do coaching and consulting for a lot of business owners, and um, this is something that you know I consult with them a lot because they also also need feedback and feed forward, and you know, their employees generally don't like to tell them anything that they don't have to. Um, so, um, so sometimes you need an outside perspective on what they're what's where things are um, to really make sure you're where you are and focusing on the right things. So um, great. So we've got a question from Dr. Michelle Scott. I'm gonna put it up on the screen. So, you know, are you distinguishing between a board of directors and your ecosystem of relationships? And, you know, what's the difference? And, um, you know, what are the roles of each? Okay, great question. Thank you for that. Uh, I would say, Dr. Scott, that my, when I said board of directors, I should have specified that with personal board of directors. So it's not necessarily the board of directors, like if you have your organization and the, these are the, the, the advisors and the, the individuals that stand in uh, review of the, the organization. It's more so the, the personal individuals, like your, your personal ecosystem, your relationship, your network, your network of people that basically provide the support for you as, as a solopreneur. All right, great, great. So, um, you know, one of the things a lot of smaller businesses, but even larger businesses are facing these days is you have a lot of virtual people. You know, I don't have any employees, but you know, I have about five people on my team that are doing work for me virtually. And, you know, does feed forward work in that situation? And how does it work? And, you know, are there things that are different? And, um, you know, what types of strategies around that um, are, are important as well? Yeah, so even in a distributed team, I think it's particularly in a distributed team, uh, feedback and feed forward is expressly important. And how you make it happen is if there are opportunities for the team to assemble together, maybe a team meeting, maybe a strategy meeting, that you use that as the, the team building opportunity to let people know that they are a team and that they are accountable to one another. And through that accountability, one of the things that's super important in helping hold people accountable and help people reach their goals is feedback and feed forward. And to that end, the, they can take the one-on-one -on -one conversations offline from the team meeting to the opportunity to, to give each other feedback and support 
in that way and in a um, also in a distributed environment, you know, if you for solopreneurs again and small business entrepreneurs that may be outsourcing a lot, typically if some if you're outsourcing your work to someone else, you're they're not necessarily giving you feedback, but you know, you can always ask the question, you know, what's it like to work with me? Do you have any offer? Do you have any advice or any support or any uh, tips for me? Now, again, that is going to be a question that possibly puts them on the spot. And if they if they want their payment of their invoice, they're not not likely to say anything that think they think might jeopardize that. But that's all part of the relationship building. And so, if you let a person know that I'm not retaliatory, uh, I'm asking you the question. I want an honest answer uh, and I'm willing to work on it once you give me the, the feedback, then you that hopefully allows them to feel a little bit more secure in giving the feedback. And so, yes, even in a distributed environment, feedback and feedforward is very important, whether the person is a, a partner or a, a not necessarily a business partner, but, you know, someone that you partner with in order to get your work done. Maybe as like, for example, some of my uh, work I outsource to writing in uh, the web development. And so I am not necessarily, I haven't yet actually asked the my web designer for feedback, but, you know, he I think we have the relationship now where he tells me, you know, hey, um, it would be nice if I could get this back review, this review back from you by such and such, you know, you know, because the last time it took a little bit longer than that. Right. And so I, I, I listened to that feedback and that actually helped me. So the, a distributed environment, you don't necessarily have to be all in one place. You can be in a distributed environment and still have opportunity for feedback and feed forward. Okay. Excellent. So, yeah, no, definitely um, that's important. Um, you know, given that I'm their coach uh, and consultant, you know, I, I'm the person to deliver the, the bad news or the, um, you know, areas for improvement. Um, but, you know, as long as you effectively um, communicate and you're respectful of people, and you know, like you said, you know, giving facts and giving solutions and recommendations is key. So, what I watched a TEDx not too long ago, and the premise of it was ninety-five percent of entrepreneurs and business owners have ADD. Uh, you know, they're, and that's part of the reason why they're successful. Uh, but having ADD means it's harder to pay attention to things and many times you're not as consistent um, or you don't show up as consistent and you know how does that impact your organization and um, is that okay or are there things that you should work towards doing Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Andrew, you stepping on my toes now. But <laughs> yes, I I would uh, be inclined to agree from a personal perspective of 
you know, having that ADD in some cases and, and not being able to focus and kind of being guilty of following things down a rabbit hole that I never even intended. And yes, I've seen from a personal standpoint, the impact on my, my performance. So no, it is not good. And it, it can, over time, it could chip away at your effectiveness and your ability to get new business and your ability to maintain the business that you, the, the clients and the, the contracts that you currently have. Thank goodness that that hasn't happened uh, on my side. But yeah, I would say it is uh, something. And so you bring up a good point, Andrew, of being a coach and being a business coach, particularly, which then you help people. And so I think every coach is worth, they're not worth their weight if they don't have their own coach. And so um, when you speak of your role as a coach and being help, helping the business owners to be able to shine a light on maybe some of the things that aren't working as effectively for them, and maybe they're things that they're getting in their way, their own way of being successful. And so the, that's what a coach's job is, is to reflect back to the person what they say, the things that they do that could stop them and could get in the way from, of them being successful. So yes, if a business owner is struggling <laughs> with sometimes those, the ADD moments and those rabbit hole moments and, and just kind of going off into the ethers with a project that is, has no impact on bringing in new revenue then they could use time management strategies or feedback on what are, and also feed forward on maybe some of the ways that they can strategize to, to turn those Achilles heels into opportunities that would then help them improve. All right. No, great, great. And, you know, around that issue, um, you know, many times um you know sometimes it's a personality conflict you know like I, I, a lot of times i use the myers-briggs um people use the disc assessments and you know every there different people have different personalities mm -hmm. and sometimes that can create even more challenges depending on um the personality and you know, it's kind of, you know, it's important as the leader to sort of figure out how to, you know, address people. Um, it should be your responsibility to do that. Um, but, you know, to do that takes certain skills. And, um, you know, what type of skills um, does it need? And, um you know, as you're doing that, you know, it's, you know, they say it's important to deal with tasks efficiently, but people effectively. Um, so how does all that tie together? Mm -hmm. Excellent question. And uh, definitely in my wheelhouse. And so the, the skills that I help the leaders that I work with develop, number one is emotional intelligence. Because listening and, and first of all, knowing your own 
emotions, regulating your own emotions helps prepare you for the opportunity to manage relationships. And there is another topic out there called relationship intelligence. And so that is all about the communication factor, the ability to build relationships, to maintain and foster relationships uh, with not only your team members, but also your peers and your upward leaders. There's also a need for compassion and empathy because I am participating in a a class a certification with the um, University of Florida, and it's about mental health in the workplace. And when your employees go through situations, they want to know that when they approach you with that, that they're not going to be retaliated against. They're not going to be looked at like they have three heads, but they uh, they're being they're met with empathy. And empathy is super important for a leader to have. Uh, in addition to those strong communication skills, the ability to, to give that feedback, the ability to give what feed forward, the ability to have the conversations that are necessary, you know, because not everything is going to be roses and candy. And sometimes sharing difficult information, making difficult decisions is needed. And a leader does need to do that effectively and not mince words and not uh, be and not be that have their information taken out of context or whatever that they're clear they're decisive they're concise in their communication i also help the leaders as so leaders need their emotional intelligence, their relational intelligence, their empathy, the compassion, the ability to communicate, the ability to make decisions, the resilience, because the, you know, resilience is one of those soft skills. And it also is an effective leadership skill because, again, not everything is going to be candy and roses. And if you do have a setback, you don't hit your target. How are you going to rally your team, motivate them to get back in the game? Or, or not necessarily get out of the game, but to, to really focus on the what is needed in order to rise to the occasion and actually accomplish the goal. And, and so that, that ability to motivate and be a coach, right? And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a coaching certification. It just means that you ask more questions than you give advice and that you're willing to, to be there in the trenches with them to help them rise, to, to improve and get to the next level. And so those are some of the important um, top key skills that leaders need in order to be able to, to lead their teams effectively. Okay, great, great. Um, you know, my most recent book, The Masterpreneur Playbook, um, you know, I took a look at, you know, the key five steps to go from startup to scaling your business. And, um, you know, each step, there's, there's things that, you know, there's a goals that you have to have you know, there's challenges you have to overcome. There's a structure that you need to develop. And also there's a key leadership that you have to focus on. And um, otherwise you're gonna get stuck and not be able to move forward. And, um, you know, one of the key things, um, you know, I find is business owners don't really understand their role. And not understanding your role 
and what your job is, um, either you know, makes your organization less effective. Um, you know, when you're, you know, if you don't have any supervisors, then you're the supervisor. You have to do that. Um, when you have to, when you have supervisors, you have to be the manager. And as a manager, a lot of people don't understand that your job is really to analyze and information uh, to be able to make better decisions. Um, and, you know, but if you're being a supervisor, then that means your employees have to be in the, um, your supervisors are gonna be functioning more as employees. So, you know, that's a key. So making that transition tends to be hard for a lot of people. Um, and that's why most people just get stuck working in their business. Um, so, you know, when you have supervisors, you become a manager and you're actually doing what a manager is supposed to be working on your business. And, you know, the next level you know, is even harder um, because once you've been a manager, you become an executive, but you have managers and managers hate to be micromanaged, but you're so used to managing that you'd micromanage them. Um, so, you know, I'd say, you know, when you get to that level, like you said, coaching, executive's job is to really coach the managers, not to manage them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, those skills are um, very important. And like you said, um, you're not, you don't have to tell managers what to do because they're, it's their job to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, you just need to, to guide them and develop them, um, which can be hard to do. Um, one of my clients, it was funny, you know, we talked about that, um, you know, we'll be in meetings and, you know, give them feedback over the, uh, you know, after the meeting. Um, and, you know, he, he's like, I, you know, it's difficult to, um, to do this. So, you know, they say, you know, you shouldn't tell anybody what to do. You should just ask questions. So he started putting a question mark on his wrist <laughs> to remind him <laughs> that he should ask questions. And, and you do what works for you. But, um, you know, if you don't do that, that's going to make it difficult to grow your organization. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think we've covered a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, this period of time, you know, given that people can really only um, focus on three things, um, I want you to think about what the three key things that a business, you know, that people should get out of here today. And also it should be things that they can start implementing tomorrow. Um, you know, something that they can be proactive with um, and, you know, help it to benefit their business. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we did talk about a lot, but if I had to encapsulate it in just three takeaways, the first would be that feedback is, all it is is information and it's not something to be afraid of. It is something to give and to receive. And also it can go hand in hand with feed forward. So feedback and feed forward go together and definitely something that is that can be implemented. And so when you ask for feedback, ask often 
and then be able to be accountable, ask for accountability and support. And so the, the first is to not be afraid of feedback this, and feed forward. And the second is to ask and ask for the support that is needed around implementing a, an effective plan and accountability of growing with that information that you receive. And then lastly, um, you know, kind of we talked about the whole leadership aspect is to lead and lead with compassion and lead with uh, vulnerability and, and accountability and, and not micromanage because oftentimes if you're uh, giving the feedback to others, you want it to be in a way that is developmental and helpful and not that is nitpicky and that diminishes a person's self-esteem. And so a leader with emotional intelligence, a leader with relational intelligence is going to thrive on having in, and not run away from the difficult conversations that can sometimes come with feedback. So those would be my three takeaways. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, you know, definitely it's been a pleasure having you on, um, you know, it's definitely doing good things and shared some valuable knowledge. Um, you know, we've had some great comments and, uh, some questions. Um, unfortunately, Dr. Michelle, I wasn't able to get to your second question, but, um, you know, put up, um, Veronica's LinkedIn as well as her website. So I encourage you to reach out to her. Um, connect with her and feel free to ask her questions, learn more about what she does and share a little bit about what you're doing. Um, so thanks again for being here tonight um, and hang out for a minute as I close out the, the session. Okay. Anything lastly you want to share? Uh, I want to thank everyone that watch, watch live and then that may watch after the fact and, and do please get in touch if there's anything I said that you want to talk about further or need support around. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you as well. Um, so, you know, we always have great guests and, um, you know, this week I really liked um, the conversation. Um, so, Hopefully you got a lot out of it as well. Um, and um, you know we're gonna continue forward with Leadership Live. We're almost at our third anniversary next month. Can't believe it's been three years, um, you know, almost 150 episodes. So thanks for staying with us and joining us along the way. And at the end of the day, you're, the more that you know, the further and more successfully your business will grow. Thank you and good evening. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.